0: All right guys, where do I start? Left you guys on a little bit of a cliffhanger last time. Um, I think I started off the last episode saying it was I was going to be the most vulnerable that I'd ever been in an episode. Well, it's actually going to happen in this episode, so I got a little little off track in the in the last one. All right, so let's see. So back up. So 11th grade, so I'd been a straight A student ninth grade and 10th grade. And in 11th grade, I don't know if it was first quarter or first semester or whatever, but um, you know it was honors English class, and I had a um, teacher. What was different about 11th grade English was the grading changed because the emphasis for this class was on writing, and that's primarily how we're being graded on, and so that was the first time... In high school, that I had been subjected to something that was subjective. Prior to that, it was just memorized study, rote memorization, and through uh, just hacking through it, I was able to pull off A's. Well, the 11th grade honors English class was writing, and so now I'm going from objective to subjective. And at this point, I hadn't taken the study skills seminar that I had learned about in the 11th grade. And... Um, so I struggled with writing. I mean, I can just remember looking at my paper for like an hour, and nothing was on there. And if I managed to put anything on there, maybe I'd put a paragraph. But so eleventh grade English, it was. I got my first B. Now, for most people, just looking at it objectively now, big deal, right? You're getting straight A's. You get one B. It's like you're still, you know, with an unweighted grade point average, you're still in the three point nines. But what people don't understand is if you're spending, you know, 8 plus 10 hours a day, 7 days a week, and you're doing this for, you know, now over 2 years and your goal is I'm going to get a 4.0 when I graduate high school. If that's your goal and you sacrifice so much and that's all you're doing, getting a B felt like a complete failure. Now, even though that was an honors English class, And with honors, they give you like an extra point, right? So a B would actually be a 4.0. But that's not how I looked at it. The way I looked at it was I wanted an unweighted 4.0 grade point average. So it was devastating. And And I hear people like, oh, if you get a B, big deal. But it is if that's what you're obsessed with and you're putting in the time and effort. If you're not obsessed with it, you're not studying eight hours, 10 hours a day for two plus years. Then if you get a B, you know, B's great, no big deal. But that hit me really, really hard. And the only, the memory that I have is I, I was in the school parking lot. School was still in session because there were cars everywhere. Nobody had left school yet. So what I think I must have done was um, maybe on break during snack or something like that, like the 10 o'clock or maybe lunch. I, I don't think it was lunch. But I went to my car and I just bawled my eyes out, crying. Um, I don't think I cried up in the last night. I cried I must have been, I don't know, eight years old, getting you know spanked. So it was hurtful. It was felt humiliating. I felt that. Now remember, these feelings that I'm having. That's how I felt. I look at it now, and I just wish I could have been there to talk to myself, to put perspective in, in, in things, right? It wasn't that I thought I was perfect, but I just wanted that 4.0 no matter what, because I thought I had to get straight A's if I wanted to be a lawyer, which is I now know that's a lie, and I wanted to go to Harvard. So if I'm going to go to Harvard, well, I definitely better get a 4.0. So I thought I blew it. I thought, oh, I can't get into Harvard now. And if I can't get into Harvard, then, you know, there goes my life, my lifelong dream. Um, So I can just remember, I don't know, just bawling out in my, in my car, just like uncontrollably super hurt. Um, I must have gone back to class. I just don't remember going from my car back to class. I don't know if I just left entirely. I doubt it, but I guess it's possible. Um, But that was like a really big it was a really big defining moment um because th- since i felt like i'd already blown it um i basically quit you know i mean i didn't drop out of high school but in my mind um i didn't care about school anymore because i figured what's the point i'm not going to go to school the school that i want to go to i'm not going to go to harvard so if i can't go there then forget it. So the next two years, let's see, I remember I just got into other things, right? So I'm already playing basketball. I think, you know, at the time in the 11th grade, I started getting into bodybuilding and working out. And the bodybuilding became really kind of, you know, kind of obsessive and important for me at that time, because I think I shared in a previous uh, podcast, I was really skinny, right? I wasn't eating enough food, um, I think I said in the last podcast that I was 6'3", 135. Well, I actually wasn't one thirty five. I was six three one fourteen. I can't even imagine that's possible, but it's that's that was the case, right? And I put I said one thirty five because my mom that was her body weight. So when I had to get my driver's license, I put one thirty five my mom's weight because I was embarrassed to put my own weight. So I was always skinny and I was self conscious about it. But in the eleventh grade, I started working out. So I basically, when I kind of, quote, gave up on school, even though I'm still going to school, I kind of turned my um, my obsession to to working out. And it was like a 24-hour Nautilus. And so I'm like going there with a friend of mine. We're, we're showing up to the gym at midnight and sometimes leaving at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning or sometimes showing up to the gym at 1. I remember this guy, some adult, came in at the gym and I was there like at three o'clock and there's like nobody else there but he and I and he's like what are you doing here I'm like I'm working out he's like aren't you like in school I'm like yeah he's like dude you shouldn't be here he's like I'm here because I have like a graveyard shift or whatever but like this is not healthy for you you shouldn't be here and then it's like okay so I shouldn't be working out at three o'clock in the morning but I'm still like you know getting there at 12 and maybe leaving at one instead of working out to like three um so my my priorities just changed, right? Because the way that I looked at it is I blew it. So like, what's the point of school anymore, right? Because my goal was to get the straight A so I can get into Harvard and um, you know, forgot about all these other great schools out there, right? Like UCLA and Stanford or whatever. Um, so I basically just kind of gave up. Um, I wasn't studying like I did anymore. Um, I think the worst part where it came up was when I got to the 12th grade, incredibly, um, I got called in to the counselor's office, but at this time it was for a different reason for overstudying. It was, if you miss another day of school, you're not gonna graduate. Because at this point, I guess because I was staying up really late, I was not going to school or I was just showing up late so many times. Um, and I just didn't care. I just didn't care anymore. Um, I remember like when I took AP Calculus, I think I lost the book like the first week of class and too afraid to tell the teacher I lost my book. I didn't have any money to replace it. And it turned out on the last day of class when I you know had to pay for the book, the teacher went, it's like, oh, well, here's your book. You left it behind and I didn't bother to tell you. I'm like, well, thanks a lot. So I obviously did terrible in, uh, in AP Calculus. I don't think I studied for it ever which when you'll hear what my study technique is for math, I mean, that's like, if I had to get an A in math, I had to study like crazy for math. Um, there really weren't any shortcuts there for me. Um, but, you know, I passed calculus, which to me was like a win just because I did no studying. I basically just showed up and really couldn't follow along with class. So it's a miracle that I even passed. And thank God that I graduated because it's like, wow. I mean, I, I changed um, from waking up early in the morning to... It was, it was, it was hard for me to wake up early now, you know, and, and get the class on time. So that was, that was tough. And I, and it kind of sobered me. I was like, wow, I really went so extreme to like this, you know, perfect straight A student to now it's like, I'm not going to class, not, you know, or showing up late um, and then may not even be able to graduate. And I think, you know, I, I regret that. It was just, it's just immaturity and, and not understanding or putting things in perspective, Uh, as far as like hey I was I got knocked down and that's what I was talking about in the prior episode with what Rocky Balboa was saying it's like you know you're gonna get hit in life and it's gonna get hurt and that hurt Um, and I wish it didn't I wish I just had a different more healthy perspective like it's okay right it's like the goal was 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 great and I didn't hit it but my reaction to it was not was not the right reaction and I wish that I just kept going and And, you know, kept striving and and setting those goals and not letting my foot off the gas. And, you know, you're going to have those hits in life and it's okay. And if the people that get knocked down repeatedly keep getting up, it makes you stronger, as corny as that sounds. Um, And like what I was saying in my prior episode about the attorney who learned from wrestling, you get knocked down, but he just learned to get up. And, And as a lawyer, he learned... When he had a loss, it was like less and less days instead of a year to get over. He got it down to months and weeks, then days, then hours, Uh, then I guess even minutes to realize, like, hey, I got to let that go and I got to move on. But I didn't do that. I didn't let go of it. And I allowed it to, you know, quote, ruin my last two years of high school. Um, I believe my unweighted grade point average, uh, let's see, was maybe like a three six. I don't know if it was as high as a three, seven could have been a three, seven. Um, but I think when we were doing the honor stuff, I had like a 4.2, but anyhow, it was just a significant drop. Um, wasn't putting forth the effort anymore. I would get A's, I guess still in some classes, um, which was, you know, when you're already on that level of getting straight A's to get an A in one or two classes is not a big deal. It's just to do it in every single class. In the subjects that you're weak, in, you know that that's what's tough. But um, you know, it, I regret it, and I remember sitting at the graduation, and they're caught, You know, you look in what is a the handout they give you, and you get to see the valedictorian, you get to see the salutatorian, you get to see people that are graduating, summa magna cum laude. So I must not have had the three point seven because I think that's summa or three point seven five. I was just under it. Um, I think it was more like a three-six. God, I wish I could remember, but I don't. But what I do remember was I wasn't on that stage where they'd go up and they'd recognize you. Um, my name was in the manual, but it wasn't where I knew it could have been. And I knew that, wow, if I had just stayed with it, I would have been up on that stage. I would have got some recognition. It's like, I deserve to be there. But instead, I was just sitting you know, with everybody else, which is fine, but it's not fine because it wasn't what my best was. I gave up, I gave up on myself and I gave up on the process. And so that's what I regret and that's what's not okay. Um, and so I know that I was reading an article, I think the other day in the Wall Street Journal, maybe like three weeks ago, and there was a seventh grader, a, a girl, and the parents were really concerned because all the daughter does is study, 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 driven the straight A's and and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I was like, wow, they're studying that hard in middle school. And I started thinking about that that girl that the parents were so concerned about, you know, the effort and what's going to happen if she gets a B, because I think that was like a big uh, fear of hers. So it just reminded me like, wow, there's a lot of people out there like I was. And what's going to happen if they don't get that A and how are they going to take it? Are they going to take it as hard as me? Are they going to be cry? Are they going to get hurt by it? Um, and so that's why I wanted to do this podcast so that, you know, it's okay. It's, it's okay. And, you know, it, it may hurt, but you got to get over that quickly. You, you know, you congratulate yourself. You should be proud of yourself just that you're, that you have the goal, that you're going for it. And if you miss it, it doesn't matter. It's like, I, I was l- watching this video of Kobe Bryant and, you know, he's always, you know, trying to get the game-winning shot. And a lot of times, you know, he missed the game-winning shot. I don't know if it's Kobe Bryant that has missed more than any other player, whoever uh, that in NBA history. I don't know if it's Kobe Bryant or, or Michael Jordan. But um, one of the reporters after the game was, like, kind of saying, so, um, you know, how do you feel about, you know, missing that shot, like kind of make him feel guilty or bad about it? Or, and Kobe Bryant's answer was the best answer. And he's like, so what? So what that I missed that shot? And I'll take that shot again. And I'll take it again and again and again. Because you're gonna miss 100% of the shots that you never take. And the fact that you have an aim for a top school like Harvard, Stanford, Yale, or whatever school it is, or you have an aim to get straight A's or a 3.5 or whatever goal that you're setting, Just the fact that you're taking that shot and you're going for it, it's all that matters because if you're not failing and you're not falling short of your goals, your goals are not high enough. You need to set goals that are gonna help you stretch and grow and fall and get up so you can be stronger and stretch and far. That's what you want. That's what the process is about. And so school, really the value that I got out of high school before I kind of gave up was the discipline that I had at age 13 and 14 was remarkable. Was probably more disciplined than I ever had my whole life at age 14 or 15. I don't know how many people could say that, but more importantly, because I was so slow in, with my learning and and reading, not ever, having read a book until the ninth grade, um, I was kind of just, um, you know, I was behind. And you know I, I wasn't ready for 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 what's what it took to, to you know to get straight A's in, in school so um, the other thing is I meant I talked about earlier how some girl was complaining about how her head would hurt when she studied the teacher was giving her a hard time and I didn't speak up on her behalf and said hey my head hurts too and and I think all that diligence and all that studying it made my brain sharper it helped my brain brain grow right they talk about brain elasticity all this research that your brain can can grow it can create all these new connections and i felt like a muscle i challenged my brain i think my brain was able to develop in ways that it i i didn't do before because i wasn't challenging myself i think my brain was mush your brain you know is supposed to be growing all the time and you're a kid and you're learning but i wasn't challenging myself and when I did, it's like I had to exercise this brain that was so slow and sluggish, and didn't have the skill set. And it gave me this analytical thinking. I think it made me smarter, or it made me smart. It gave me this ability that I otherwise wouldn't have. My brain wasn't atrophying, and you know that discipline is what I got from, you know, going for the straight A's. Uh, my brain developing in a way that it never would have been able to to go. And probably the the most important aspect was the confidence that says, if I want something, if I really put my mind to it, I can make it happen. You know, I can hang with the smart kids, even though nobody thinks that I could do it or even myself. And that confidence was huge because even though I was no longer striving for straight A's and I didn't even want to go to college, we'll get into another episode I didn't even apply to college after high school. I didn't even apply. So even though I um, I didn't, apply, I still had the confidence that if I wanted to get straight A's in 11th and 12th grades, I could have done it. I knew that I belonged. I knew I could do it. I just chose not to do it. So that's the other thing. Just because you have the ability to do something and just because you know how to do something, it's not enough. It's like John Maxwell's book that I've talked about. Talent is never enough. Talent is never enough. Knowing is not enough, right? You have to do the hard work. Excellence is hard work. You could learn study skills, which is great, and it can make it easier and it can give you an edge, but there's no substitute for hard work. And there's no substitute for smart work. You wanna work smart and you wanna work hard. Athletes will tell you, it's hard work. You wanna be the best in anything. It's hard work, right? So I wasn't able to get the straight A's because I didn't want it. It was a voluntary choice, even though I knew how to do it, even though I had the discipline, even though I had the work ethic. So if you're not where you wanna be with the grades, it's two things. One, you don't have the study skills to know how to do it. Two, you're not working hard enough Three, you don't have a goal that's keeping you on track and motivating you to go there. So it's not that you don't have the ability to do it. You just don't either have the will, the why, the desire to do it. And if you combine the why are you doing this and the will and the motivation and you put in the hard work and you learn how to study smart, you can make it happen. You can shoot for the moon. And you're getting more things out of it than just grades or getting to some great college. You're getting discipline, Self-confidence is the number one, number one, number one thing because it's that self-confidence, not cockiness, not arrogance. It's self-confidence. It's the issue that you just have this assurance, like you can do it if you choose to do it. In any situation that I would find myself, i was like, you know what, I could do this because I have a track record of success. They always talk about people that have self-confidence, um, Fake confidence or fake it till you make it, right? I don't believe in that, right? What gives real confidence is your past performance that you can do it. It's that knowing. It's Kobe Bryant. It's Michael Jordan. It's Tom Brady. They have self-confidence. They believe in themselves because they've proven to themselves time and time and time again that they can do it. And if they miss a shot, they can they can get back up. It doesn't matter so what? So what? You didn't get straight A's. So what? You didn't get accepted by Harvard, Stanford, or Yale. So what? You know who you have to get accepted by is you. You're the only person that you need to get validation and acceptance from. And when you get that, then you don't have to start looking for things outside of yourself to get a false sense of validation. So, you know, I'd like to say it wasn't easy for me to share with you today because before I started talking, it definitely wasn't easy, but why I'm doing it made it easy and compelling to share this with you because you should not have to hurt and go through what I did with that extreme. extreme. And even if you wouldn't take it to that extreme, you could unnecessarily judge yourself, punish yourself or suffer and you don't wanna do that, right? If you've listened to this podcast and it's already been 21 minutes, you're a driven person, you care, you wanna improve, you wanna be the best you can be, you have goals, there are things that you wanna do. So the fact that you may fall short of it doesn't matter, it's just temporary. You keep going, you keep going. And you know, you'll know you see schools like Harvard, Stanford, and Yale, they reject people all the time that have 4.0s. I hear they reject people that are, that are valedictorians, right? So it's not just about being perfect and getting 4.0s that's going to ensure you get into these schools. They look for other things as well. So you just want to be the best that you can be for you. The best you can be is a student, the best you can be socially and getting friends and playing sports, your extracurricular activities spending time with your family. You wanna have it all, you wanna have that balance. You don't wanna just be a one dimensional person that all you do is get grades. You're more than that, you're better than that. And don't box yourself into um, into just one thing. And so school is a time where you're growing, you're developing, you get to discover yourself, but don't put your life off like I did. You know, my last two years of high school, I worked out, I screwed around, right? It's socialized some more and that's all fine, but I didn't balance it out with the drive anymore and the goal setting. And that's where I lost myself. And you know what? It was more meaningful. It was more fun. When I was challenging myself, I was happier. And when I was just kind of going through the motions, it just wasn't fulfilling. And, and it, and it certainly was to have something in place. So, I hope that you get something out of this. And, um, you know, if you haven't had that setback, at least you've been able to hear this that it's not the end of the world. Don't make it the end of the world. In the long run, it's not going to matter at all. It's just going to make you stronger. It's going to make you better. And we all have setbacks. And I'll tell you, these people are the Validatorians, these people that are 4.0, whatever. They're going to have setbacks in life. It's going to come to them. And it's like a a team that's undefeated in sports, right? They go undefeated like the Patriots in one year, 2000, I don't know, eight or nine. They were undefeated. And the only game they lost was the Super Bowl. I mean, can you imagine how terrible that is? Um, I told you I'm already a, a huge fan of Tom Brady. I was kind of concerned there when the Buccaneers were losing a lot in November But I was like, you know what? It's good. It's good that they've had these losses. Like maybe they had like two or three losses in the month of I think October, because it's going to make them resilient. They're not going to like it. It's going to make them reflect. They need these losses to make them better. So when the playoffs come, which are right around the corner, right? In the last month is December. It's going to make them stronger. And look what happened. After they had those losses, they went undefeated, I think, the remainder of the season and won all the playoffs. They They were the underdog. They were the wild card. He beat all Hall of Fame quarterbacks um, that Tom Brady did. So if you lose, it's okay. It's good sometimes. It's good. The undefeated teams don't know what it's like. So when they and it happens to them, it's just that much more painful. But if he's experienced it before, you can bounce back from it. So all right, I'm going a little bit longer than I expected on this one, but I think it's I think it's a powerful episode. It's a valuable lesson. You guys just hang in there. You guys keep pushing. And I need to get working and cracking on my on my e-course and live seminars so I can teach you guys all the little tricks on what it's gonna take. And I haven't even begun to tell you about my journey in, uh, in college yet. So uh, that's all for now. And I wish you guys well. Take care.